You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. For everything Buccaneers, it, 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 it's Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns. Now, now, here's your hosts, Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. What's going on, football fans? Welcome to Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns, an Odyssey original podcast that brings you all Tampa Bay Bucks insight and entertainment three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. As we've mentioned the last few episodes, though, with the holiday schedule, we've got some new time drops going on. So the best way to stay up to date on all brand new episodes is to download that Odyssey app, search Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns, hit that auto download button so that all brand new episodes are just sitting there waiting for you when you are ready to listen and stay up to date on your favorite team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You can also stream Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns on any of your favorite streaming platforms. So be sure to share it with friends, family, other football fans, or Bucks fans, because why not have them up to date on all the fun and exciting things going on here in Tampa Bay? Guys, I am Casey Hudson, joined by my co-host Kaylee Mizell, and it's time for us to sail in to a brand new episode. Haley, how are you? How's holiday treating you so far? I'm good. I'm good. I'm like a little tired today. I've had people over and like been like cooking and doing things. I like made some like I'm I'm gonna like brag on myself for a second, Casey. Uh, I had like my whole family over. So it's like nine adults. I want to say, yeah, nine adults. And I like made this huge brunch spread with like biscuits and um, like cheese, fruit, Ooh. yogurt, granola, a French toast, egg, like street tacos, but like with like, you know, like breakfast street tacos, like eggs, oh, bacon, God. sausage, maple sausage, so- you know, the links, the pad, all of it, right? The honey, the peanut butter, the Nutella, everything that you could imagine on you know, on your biscuit or your French toast, everything that you could want on your street. So I like did that whole spread. And then that evening I had some friends over. So I had like this couple and their three teenagers and then my other friend. So like another hosting. And then last night my aunt surprised us. She like came into town and surprised us all. And I was already planning on making um, steaks for my family. So (laughs) I made this picanha. If you've never had a picanha, it's like a huge chunk of meat and there's like a fat cap on it. And so you cook it with like the fat cap down um, and the fat like makes the whole thing just like even more tender. So I cooked this like four pound picanha and uh, an American Wagyu, like a one and a one pound like American Wagyu um, like meat and then mashed potatoes (laughs) Brussels sprouts, uh, bacon wrapped goat cheese stuffed dates. Let's oh see what my else. gosh. Was that it? Maybe that was it. And then, like, I had like a cheese board and some other things going on. 
So I'm like, oh man, it's all hitting me today. I'm like, I told my husband, I was like, I need to just like breathe. Before this, I was like fully immersed in like sitting on my couch and just like watching Moana with my 18 month old because mommy needed a second. Yeah. Are you kidding? After doing all of that, look, doing an appropriate extended brunch can be exhausting. So to do breakfast, lunch, and dinner to that extent, like you just, you whipped out five courses for each meal. That's, that's a, that's a lot. I'm exhausted yeah. and I paid eggs for my guest. And that's like, you know, Oh, do you want some little Italian toasties, some turkey bacon? Are you good? Good. Goodbye. Like, uh, <laughs> no, but I've also grown up with my friends my entire life. So the they got the royal treatment when I first learned how to make eggs in like fifth grade. So that sounds oh, yeah. and exhausting. And I'm hungry. And the bacon wrapped goat cheese dates sound like oh. something I must try. They're so good, Casey. Um yeah, if you guys want any like uh, cooking tips, hit me up at Kaylee Mizell. I'll uh, I'll dish out some family secrets. I'm not I'm not shy. I'll just like throw it out there. No worries. I want everyone to eat as good as I'm eating. Yeah, like I feel like you always have like little tips whenever we log on here. I think that we should have like just a little moment. Like, what's Kaylee cooking this week? And what's just- Kaylee cooking? Kaylee what's- in the kitchen. <laughs> We're gonna just throw that up there because you know what, Kaylee. It might be, not only do I trust how good it is, but it might just be that much more entertaining than what's going on <laughs> with the Tampa Bay Bucks. <laughs> like, Although, Casey, we have we have to have like an extended news and notes portion because there is a lot of news going on with the Bucks. And I think we should start with the most surprising of all news stories, the which is news. that do I the goody news? Yeah, it's good news. Well, but it's like off the field stuff. So I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm wondering if even you know. I feel like this is kind of low-key under the radar. Blaine Gabbert helped oh rescue God. a family after their helicopter crashed in the bay. Yeah, on Davis Island. I just, yeah. just saw that. Just saw it. Like. So wild. Yeah. Well, first of all, like hats off to him having that, you know that thrive mentality of going and rescuing people because you don't know what you're going to see when something like that happens, first of all. Well, and like, let's put this out there. Luckily, like the family is safe. Um, they're they're They were rescued. They're safe. They're fine. Um, obviously it was like a pretty traumatic experience, like going down in a helicopter in the Bay. Um, and like the one guy was like literally like trapped in like the helicopter and he was like struggling to get out and the pilot and his parents escaped. Like it was the pilot, this, these, this kid's parents and then him and the parents and the pilot escaped. And then he was the last one in there and he was underwater for about a minute before he was able to like escape from the inside of the helicopter and get out. And then there were like a bunch of boats around. Blaine Gabbert was on one of the boats that was around. 
and went and like helped, you know, pick up some of the family members and the pilot and make sure, you know, and like TGH is right there. So I'm sure they got like shepherded right over to the oh hospital, make sure they're safe and everything. But like, what a traumatic experience. And then Blaine Gabbert just like be like, what a small world. And like, A, so happy the family is safe. B, kudos to you, Blaine, like under pressure, like what like reacting in a situation like that like flight or yeah. fight taking mode like the fact that you're able you know that you didn't panic you came in you rescued you helped right you know like this family this man that so cool amazing. um yeah so it's um just oh so God. wild so this happened like thursday this happened just yesterday yesterday like evening right um goodness oh my gosh that's terrifying but like you said like for him to have the response that he did in the response time I mean it could have the game accidents like that can change in a moment and especially they already kind of being like trapped inside and stuff like knowing that somebody's at least on the outside trying to help you get out I think that at least gives you that much more of a survival instinct and and ability to kind of hang in there a little bit longer but that's terrifying first of all coming out of the sky like that and then all of a sudden you find out you're being rescued by Blaine Gabbert one of Tampa Bay's most you know hostess with the mostest the backup QB yeah. with the best hair and as other people say best thighs guys that's not my take that's that's literally other men's take of Tampa Bay um uh. but very very great it doesn't surprise me too much though because Gabbert comes from like a very stealth family, like family, family. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's like one of four boys too. So I think that just that ability to come in and, and command a situation is very like second nature to him. And, you know, if I was his wife and his daughter, I'm like, God, my husband and my dad is a superhero. That's fantastic. Yeah. So cool. Um, and gr- great news. Again, the family is safe. Blaine Gabbert is good. Like uh, the, this, like, they were, I guess, supposed to like the the family, the the parents and the son were they were all supposed to go out for dinner. Um, they like canceled their dinner reservations. They were like, this was traumatic. And the guy said, I'm just gonna go home and um order some sushi and drink all of the bourbon. I think that was his exact quote. I'm gonna drink all of the bourbon. So I hope that he had a great night with sushi and bourbon and with his parents, and they were able to recount and like appreciate, you know. I feel like those moments really just make you appreciate life and that you have yeah. life um, because that would be such a scary moment. But Casey, that's not the only good news. There was some other really good news a lot of positive from practice on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Ryan Jensen in shoulder pads for mm-hmm. the first time in five months. What a sight to see. I know. Big Red is back. And no, that's not just the bring it on reference. That's the fact that one of the most important humans on this roster can now at least be on the field. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of us are hoping that even his presence alone is going to set a different tone because Big Red doesn't play. Brian Jensen mm-hmm. is in so many ways. Um, so being able to suit up, not that he wasn't out there when he was, you know, injured, but still now being there, being able to put on the pads and take reps with those guys again, like it's like going to war. Like, I think it sets a whole different tone here. So a big positive and crucially important for these guys. 
Yeah. And, and that's, you know, so just to like give a little bit more information. So Todd Bowles did specifically say that we're not going to see Ryan Jensen on Sunday. Um, however, the fact that we're seeing him in shoulder pads is a really good thing. And it's kind of what I said. I said that we'll probably see him in pads sometime in December. Mm-hmm. And then probably a few weeks after we see him in pads, we'll see him on the field. So that looks like maybe he would be returning in time for maybe next week's game. If not, you know, depending on what the playoffs look like, mm-hmm. um, because Casey, these next two games are essentially playoff like games they're play in games you know if you play well in this game and you win then like it can be all is yours you have the the own your own ability to take care of the future um and i think that this team because there have been so many injuries um seeing some guys get back into the swing of things i think is going to be highly motivating for the rest of this team because not just ryan jensen but donovan smith um we saw him on wednesday tristan Wirfs mm-hmm. was you know coming out and had you know both of them had some limited um practice time Wirfs said I feel fantastic and I am going regardless. I'm going to be good. So he is ready to be in. He's ready to get back on the field and to go for it this weekend. Um, And yeah, I I think generally speaking, it feels very positive Mm -hmm. that guys are able to practice. They're able to get out on the field. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't want to like get too ahead of myself, Casey. <laughs> no. But I but I think like there's a lot of positive vibes coming yeah. from the Tampa Bay Bucks right now, especially coming into, you know, some pretty important games in, considering their season and and where they're at. Yeah, wildly enough, it's the most crucial they they these are the most crucial games of the season at <laughs> this point. Are- who would have thought Panthers and Falcons, if you were talking oh about goodness. this situation week three, it would have been like, okay, no brainer. They're already in for playoffs. And now it's hanging by a thread. And um, like you said, a lot of positives that should obviously help project this team in the right direction and kind of get them on board in a, in a bigger way. It's not that they haven't been on board. We know that they hate losing. We know that it's been hard for them to rally and, and pull back together, but they still just haven't been able to sequence anything together to be consistent enough within the positivity to make it count on the field. So big red's got to be a big one. Hopefully uh, some limited reps between two key offensive linemen. And yes, regardless of Donovan Smith's penalty situation, he's still a more suitable candidate in that role than, you know, your third, fourth string guys that have to step in there and whom also have collected injuries that'll put them out. So it's almost like a do or die moment now. Donovan Smith's got to be able to show up. Tristan Worf's got to be able to show up. Um, to continue to add the positivity, Kaylee, Carl Nassib is limited this yep. week. We saw how, you know, crucial it was with him not being in there. It was already bad enough to lose Shaq Barrett uh, a couple months ago. You got to have Anthony Nelson and Carl Nassib healthy and able to come off the edges there. So great to see that. Um, Nelson just had that illness earlier in the week, but he fully participated yesterday. Nassib should be fine to maybe upgrade past limited today. We're hoping the only thing that's been questionable is Carlton Davis not participating at all yet this week with a shoulder injury. Um, We saw him have quite a bit of a game. And I'd say that he's showed up in crucial moments. He's had some blown coverages, but he showed up and bounced back in crucial moments the last couple of games. So mm-hmm. this would obviously be 
you know, a tough blow of Carlton Davis cannot go versus this Panther team that the Bucks lost to 21 to three last time. Is it time for us to go there, Kaylee? Oof. Wait, well, did you already mention um, Jamel Dean? Because that uh, was the yeah. Because he had like a little bit of a toe thing and he has also been limited. So I would hope and expect to see him. But yeah, Casey, oof. The Bucks got embarrassed. Embarrassed. Because this is also, you're playing the third string quarterback. You're playing with, the Panthers were playing without Christian McCaffrey. And they still ran you over. This team had better come out and like, I have said this before, but like, I'm not, I don't, people probably think I'm like in a violent, violent person. person. <laughs> I, I swear to you, I'm really not a violent person. I think you just learned to never get on your bad side. Like, look, Kaylee's a soul crusher if you trigger it. Like, if anybody's ever seen the movie The Punisher, or um, actually, no, what I'm thinking of is Knight Rider, I think it is with Nicolas Cage. Like, oh, Kaylee yeah. turned into a fiery skull with the right trigger. Don't trigger I mean, her. It's not not true, Casey. <laughs> I'm not lying. Um, but I guess, but there has to be like football is a violent game, and you never want to actually injure someone. And like, you know what I mean? I, I don't say like, I don't say that lightheartedly. But there is this like mentality that you have to have when you're going in playing a violent game. You know, yeah. you, you, you talk to like boxers or MMA fighters or like you know UFC like that you you it's, that's a violent sport you have to go in and you have even talk to hockey players like you have to have this like competitive like fight spirit in you and you your your mentality a little bit has to be like i'm gonna go in there and i'm gonna like you know yeah kill these guys like i'm gonna go smash them i'm gonna go crush their skulls i'm gonna go like you know and all of those things sound super violent <laughs> i don't mean them literally you guys, but I'm just not a violent like, person. I'm just saying you yeah. have to have that competitive edge. So the mental being, switch. Exactly. Being embarrassed last time, mm -hmm. I think the Bucks need to come out and just have this like uber angry ferociousness about them. And I hope to see it. I hope some of these like guys getting healthy really, really, Casey, start to um, re- I don't know, just like reconvene and give momentum to the rest of the offense because the offense in that game was terrible. The defense in that, I mean, how do you let the Pan Panthers, again, it was, it was an embarrassing, it was probably their most embarrassing loss this season. Yeah. I mean, when I went back looking through this, because I feel like I blacked out at the reality of what happened here. <laughs> I'm being honest. Like, I know You're it happened. You're not the only one, Casey. I know there was a loss. But then, like, when I got into the details of it, I was like, wait a minute. I totally blacked out here. Because yeah. not only were the Bucks held to three points, Kaylee, three. Oof. But when you go back, I'm like, okay, was this three points because there was mega turnovers? You know, were they unable to – to secure the ball like that stuff makes sense that's where you're held to three points right no there was one sack this entire game zero interceptions so what the heck happened how did they beat themselves in this in this in the situation and when i put that reality together i wanted to black out all over again so when it comes down to something like that clearly panthers defense had you know some okay third down management um, 
But other opponents that they've played throughout the season have at least reached 20 points and the Bucs couldn't get there. So this is where I realized, okay, maybe I can breathe and not be so dramatic and not so harsh and realize this was a Bucks beating Bucks situation because the mm-hmm. Panthers defense didn't do anything tremendous. Again, some key third down management situations, but outside of that, nothing, nothing. Yeah. This offense got out there and couldn't string together anything regardless. Like the run game didn't exist in this game. Rashad White had 24 rushing yards. Leonard Fournette had 19 rushing yards with eight carries. So their run stop defense just showed up a bit stronger this day. Outside of that, Mike Evans, 96-yard game. Probably one of the best games he's had all season because we've barely seen Mike Evans, poor thing. And the secondary that he's going up against, he's way more talented then. So yeah. this just goes back plays into what the headline of this Bucks team has been all season long, and it's what's the play calling going to be. And if I wanted to be a little bit more positive, Kay, this is where I'm coming in. They didn't really use Rashad White that much. Uh-huh. He only had six carries to collect those 24 yards, and we've seen now him expand his role with this team, build trust, and they rely on him a little bit more. They're attempting to do this one-two punch with Leonard Fournette and Rashad White, but the bottom line is that it's Rashad White's game to win, honestly, in my opinion. So if they come out and have a plan for Rashad White that's not uber obvious or (laughs) predictable, which that seems like a big ask, but if they can do that and get him on the board a lot more than 24 yards, that could be helpful because this team doesn't really know Rashad White. They've watched film up until now, but they don't know the full capability of what this guy can do now. Now that he's a little bit more seasoned, a little bit more confident in all these things, but it's going to come down to them opening up that passing game. And I will keel over if I see deep throw after deep throw after deep throw to Julio Jones and that being the game plan. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, that doesn't need to be the game plan. I mean, this team needs to take advantage of where the Panthers are. And the Panthers have, you know, one of their best corners, J.C. Horn, potentially out for this game. His status is up in the air. You have to take advantage of that. And you mentioned it, it, um, you know, that Mike Evans had a stellar game. He just couldn't get into the end zone. I mean, the Bucks didn't get into the end zone at all last mm-hmm. time. And it's not like, again, Casey, it, it, they beat themselves because it's not like whenever you look at what happened in that game, you know, Tom Brady had 290 yards passing. He almost had a 300-yard game, but they just couldn't get into the end zone. It just and, – and again, it was them beating themselves. It was bad play calling in the red zone. It was mistakes in the red zone. It was penalties. It was all of these things that they were beating themselves, which we've seen them get into the end zone more recently. Right. So I'm hoping that some of those things are getting a little bit more fixed and that if they move the ball as well as they moved the ball the first time against the Panthers, that this time they will actually be able to get into the end zone because it's not just about moving the ball down the field. It's about 
finishing the drive. And that has been something that this team has struggled with mm-hmm. all season long. I would love to see them be a little bit more aggressive at the beginning of the game. Um, you and I have talked the last two games. We wished in that first drive that instead of taking the field goal that they would have gone for it. Um, so I would love to see them be a little bit more aggressive at the beginning of the game whenever you potentially have some some time. Um, obviously, you never want to like beat yourself and and regret a decision. Um, but we've also seen that it, when this team's down and out, you don't want to have to rely on the two-minute drill and, and Tom Brady come in and clutch. But right. this, this team has relied on that before, and it's worked. It's not my favorite thing because I think they're better than that. However, mm-hmm. I think that that gives you a little bit of wiggle room to potentially be a little bit more aggressive at the beginning of this game, which again is something that I would like to see. The Panthers are giving up about 300 yards passing per game um, and about 22.5 points per game. Mm-hmm. So the Bucks, they their offense is ranked 28th in the NFL um, in terms of points per game. So not fantastic. But when you compare how many points they're getting with how many passing yards they're getting, which is ranked fourth in the NFL, something isn't adding up. Something isn't. It, it, it's like we talk about in other in other sports, you know, like eventually the shot will fall. Eventually the thing will come. It's that's not happening with this Bucks team right now. They have to go out and they have to be dedicated to finishing a drive because I don't care if you get 290 yards, if none of those yards end in touchdowns, something has to be able to happen where you can finish some of these drives and, and do something. So it's wild to me that the Bucks are ranked 28 in the NFL in points per game, but fourth in the NFL in passing yards per game. They need to take advantage of the air game. They need to air it out and get into the end zone. And I'm not saying only air it out. Right. Casey made a good point. You know, you need to find that balanced attack with mm-hmm. your running backs as well, which I think they've done a little bit of a better job recently doing. Um, and it, it's interesting because Todd Bowles also says that he wants to bring in a more run balanced game, Casey. Right. And the terrifying part about that statement is that was the whole conversation through training camp, right? Like <laughs> we're going to come in and, and do and have this better run game. We're going to establish a run game this season. That's the goal. And then you have some games where the team heavily relied on Leonard Fournette to just, you know, ground and pound and get down the field and make things happen. And then they became predictable. So the nerve wracking part with that is Leonard Fournette was, you know, he was the guy last game. I think we talked about the fact that he led not only in receiving yards, but rushing yards. They can't go in with the game plan versus this Panther team. The Panthers are already going to have a chip on their shoulder, having beat them 21 to three earlier in the season. They've, they've gained more confidence in chemistry because they built off of that performance. So while they still weren't the most amazing team to watch, they've pulled off some exciting wins. They're also coming off of a very exciting win versus a Lions team that all of a sudden started to get a little bit better. So to see the caliber of wins that they were able to pull off, they're going to have a whole different, you know, swagger to their game. And 
I agree with everything you just said, Kaylee. Not that we're saying that they have to heavily pass the ball, but I think that the the in-air attack is going to be a crucial element to this game because, you know, while there wasn't these massive turnovers the last matches that they had, that that front four that the Panthers have are pretty decent. They do, you know, they do enough to make to make the other team, you know, retract a little bit or regress any kind of progress that they're making in a game. You know, Burns coming off the edge there. Then you've got Gross Matos. His scoring on PFF is not too hot right now, but Gross Matos has been a problematic guy in, in certain moments. You never know when he's going to come in strong and come in hot. And if he does, then, yeah, it's a it's a problem. Brown inside of Gross Matos is probably the biggest asset they have in that front four. And he's going to have to be going up against Shaq Mason and Tristan Wirfs. And Wirfs is going to be on the field battling for his teammates. And uh, Shaq Mason has had pretty good performance all year long but they're going to have to come in and be so strong. So the other nerve wracking part to the matchups in this, in this element bucks offense versus Panthers defense is the fact that you've got an offensive line that's been going through so much this season. And every time they start to finally come up for oxygen, something else is taking place. So this is with hopes of Donovan Smith and Tristan Wirfs playing uh, Leverett Hainsey and Mason on the line, going up against a pretty decent front four that, are going to try to eliminate any sort of run game. And this Bucks team can't panic and crumble if the front four is successful with doing so. They have to be able to get that ball off. Tom Brady has got to get back and, you know, get out of this rare form that we haven't really seen him in. And you don't have to go for the deep th- the deep throws. I think you said it on the last episode, Kaylee, as those short passes could be key. This yeah. team needs to get beat by underthrow by by, you know, throwing underneath and not being able to mark those kind of coverages, but I feel like they've never taken that, translated it to their game and used it to their advantage. They have great players to to make that happen. Chris Godwin has been so aggressive considering his bounce back and what he went through at the top of the season and stuff and him still learning how to trust his body. But this is where Mike Evans can have another 90-yard plus game when it comes to matchups, I mean, Keith Taylor yep. is nothing compared to what Mike Evans can do if him and Tom Brady can get on the same page. And it doesn't have to be these over 15-yard throws. So I feel like the it's obvious what can work here. The nerve-wracking part is, will they apply it? Will they be consistent? Will they stand by it? Um, I think the hardest thing to watch with this team is that they go in with a game plan and they struggle to be agile and flexible and readjust. And this is going to be a crucial game for them to readjust if something gets thrown in their direction that they don't particularly like. It's not that they're not prepared for it, but they don't particularly like it. They exactly. have to be able to this game. So if Rashad White can't come out and rack up the yardage and Leonard Fournette can't muscle his way through tackles, there has to be clean, precise passing between Tom Brady Mike Evans, Tom Brady, Chris Godwin, Tom Brady, Russell Gage is now all of a sudden this blossoming wide receiver that that these guys can go to. So I'm just hoping that, you know, it's a winnable game for the Bucs, I feel like. I'm just hoping that they don't go out and shoot themselves in the foot because they're working with some disadvantages between a not-so-healthy offensive line and a little bit more of an inconsistent Tom Brady. Yeah, and I and I like the some of those players that you mentioned because Chris Godwin was a guy that that I think has probably been the most consistent uh, receiver for the Bucks this year. 
Yeah. He leads the Bucks in receptions. He has 89 receptions, 848 yards, three touchdowns. Um, and he's a guy that's been like your solid, true guy. He, he, his, again, his consistency has been on display. And when we're thinking about guys that are able to move the ball down the field and get you close to the end zone and get you in the end zone, Chris Godwin is a guy that you need to utilize. He's a guy that's been consistent all season. He can be maybe a little bit undervalued at times um, and and overlooked whenever you have other guys like Mike Evans and Julio Jones um, also in the mix. Um, but he's he's a backbone and a staple and the fans love him for a reason. Mm-hmm. So he's a guy that can, you know, he could potentially be like a sneaky, have like a really sneaky good game. Um, and and help move the ball. And he doesn't need those deep passes. You know, we see Mike Evans with those really big gains. Mm-hmm. That's great. But again, I don't know if you're going to get all of those really big gains. And so using and utilizing a guy like Chris Godwin to consistently move the ball down the field, get into the end zone a few times. I think he's going to be a little bit of the key to success here when we are talking about how the Bucks demonstrate and 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 work through this past game. Panthers, who are one and five on the road, Casey, they have a terrible road record. Right. Um, and to the fact that the Bucks are playing here at home on you know uh, New Year's Day, right? New Year's yeah. Day. Um, <laughs> then I, I think that 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 also can play into the Bucks' favor. Um, mm-hmm. So you have to use the things that are already playing into your strengths. Um, And that's what we're talking about. We're not saying don't utilize other parts of your game, but play to your strengths. And right now the Panthers defense has a weakness in pass protection. Utilize that. Chris Godwin has been consistent. Utilize that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then if you can figure out a way to get a balanced run attack with Rashad White, keyword balanced, uh, and and Leonard Fournette, then go for it as well. Um, Casey, in terms of defense, I think that this was probably one of the lowest points for this defense earlier in the season when they when they did give up those twenty one points to Ooh. this Panthers team. We have seen a different defense over the last you know two or three weeks. I'm not saying perfect, but they have been different. So I don't think that this Panthers team is able to come out and just, you know, do what they did previously. Uh, if I'm remembering this correctly, they they still had a fairly good run game, even without McCaffrey in that first oh, game. They had a great yeah. run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that that. I think that the the defense is going to be more aware of that and they're yeah. not going to just let them run the ball down their throats. I would seriously hope so because that was the biggest surprise. Honestly, now after talking about blacking out, one thing that I do remember <laughs> is that post-game show, Kaylee, here on Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns, when we were like, wait a minute, did they really run the ball like that versus this defense? Did that really happen? Did we watch that? It was Foreman putting up 118 rushing yards and then guess oh. who was the red zone um the red zone Robin over here just stealing yards from this team. It was it was Chuba Hubbard where 
where the heck did he come from? That was that was the other consistent phrase of the game. Like, what the heck? Hubbard? Really? Hubbard? And it just kept happening. Hubbard only came up with 63 yards, but he was one of the lone touchdowns that put, that this team was able to put up. And whenever they let him loose in the red zone, he got on that yardage that they really needed. And we talk about a balanced attack, Kaylee. They somewhat presented a balanced attack. You have Foreman that's putting up 118 rushing yards, but then you have DJ Moore with 69 receiving yards. And they've built off of that to bring their team into more of a consistent attacking effort. So, you know, the biggest thing that I noticed too when I was looking up how the heck this team put up 21 points on a Bucks defense that was performing quite well before that is they had no plan for this run game. Um, they were blowing significant coverages. It was as if like they were getting confused and not communicating back there. And what I'm hoping is that we talked about the dinner. We talked about how much this defense has taken accountability. What I loved about last game, even though it was a tough game to watch still, is that any time a mistake happened on defense, you saw Keanu Neal, Mike Edwards, you saw these guys come together and have a very, you know, a, a great conversation. Uh, I think a very receptible conversation and kind of make those adjustments and clean up those mistakes soon thereafter. They know what this team did to them last time. You can go back and look statistically at the game that they've been successful in doing and seeing how they were successful and be able to manage. Third down management yep. is going to be crucial for this. You cannot give up chunk plays versus this team. That is what killed them last time. It looked very similar to the Browns game. I would say that the Browns game and the Panthers game had a lot of similarities to it. So now you have two very significant games to go back and watch and learn what not to do. And Another big flashing red light in all of this, Kaylee, where you're just like, look, you're either going to beat yourself or you're going to show up and succeed. This team has two mm -hmm. options. This defense has two options because Hubbard and Foreman are both coming off of 100 plus rushing yard performances versus the Lions. And I know some fans are going to be like, Casey, you're talking about the Lions. Seriously? Let's give credit where credit's due. The Lions were a team that were able to put up points and not defend for their life. Then all of a sudden, about three and a half weeks ago, they were able to show up a little bit more defensively and versus good teams in the league. Now, if the Panthers are able to pull off a win versus a Lions team that started building and becoming better and stronger on both sides of the ball, that was a huge win for them to pull off, putting up over 30 points for one and keeping the Lions to 20-some-odd points. So all that to say that this defense is well aware that Foreman and Hubbard are feeling themselves Foreman had 165 rushing yards versus the Lions. Hubbard had 125 rushing yards versus the Lions. And I guarantee you the Lions run stop defense has probably been a little stronger or more consistent than the Bucks run stop defense within the last three weeks. So it's totally a comparable statement where they have to know we cannot, we cannot sneeze wrong on this field versus this team. We have to keep no. everything in front of us contain control and get the ball back to our offense so that they have more time to make things happen. I want to look back at this game and see 75 plus offensive plays for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Yeah, I I 100% agree and 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 kind of calling on some defensive guys to step up. Devin White that he didn't have a great game against the Panthers this first time around. So he needs to step up and he has stepped up recently. So he needs to continue that and really redeem himself. Levante David had a great game against the Panthers. So, you know, hopefully we can see him in his true form. I know that he had some injury struggles and whatnot, but, but hopefully 
we'll see him shining bright. Um, you know, and then there's going to be a few guys that you're going to be missing. You know, Vita Vea had a sack. He's not going to be in this week. So somebody else has to step up. You're going to need somebody else to get in there and do something against this Panthers team, put some pressure on them and, and really go for it. Casey, you mentioned this team turning, you know, turning it over and, um, you know, this defense turning it over and and giving the ball back to their offense. One other thing I want to mention about this Bucks offense that they, they did miserably, and this is why they were never able to get into the end zone, is because they were two for 12 in third down efficiency. It was terrible. It was probably one of their most miserable games in third down efficiency. So that's something that also has to be a little bit better. They have to be better at third down efficiency offense-wise. Casey, this is a winnable game. Yep. The Bucks just have to execute. Is there any final thoughts or keys going into this game that you Oh have? man. Um, I think you say it perfectly to the sense of it's a very winnable game. I think that we've said a lot of things very consistently throughout the season. Guys, we get it. Kaylee and I hate being broken records, but I really do genuinely believe this game sums up to the Bucks not beating themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, offense, you know what what your strong suit should be. You know you don't have to be one dimensional, but you should be able to take advantage of what you can do in the air versus the secondary. As Kaylee and I have both discussed, uh, the run stop defense for the Panthers is pretty strong. Their linebackers are actually surprisingly strong. So you know, apply to your strengths, spread them out, make them not know which wide receiver you're going to go to. You didn't load up a wide receiver roster to not use these guys and um, have these poor connections. So. Hopefully they can come together with that, but defense is where I really just need to don't give the run game any, any room to breathe. And I think it's as simple as that Um, between tape and what happened this last game. I think it's very obvious what needs to be done here. I think this team is still very capable and that would probably be the biggest thing that I leave it at. If there was anything to be nervous about (laughs) in terms of like outside of this team being themselves, I think it's the fact that the Panthers are like eight and seven against the spread and the, Bucks are three, ten, and one against the spread, just something completely wild. So if you're taking it from that statistical perspective, maybe just kind of set this one out. But outside yeah. of that, winnable game for the Bucks. And um, you know, Tom Brady posted keep going. Well, while we had very, <laughs> very potent thoughts about that win versus the Cardinals on Christmas Day, um, that's not gonna cut it versus this Panthers team. So not only do they need to keep going, but they need to have a fresh perspective game plan. Uh, leadership, confidence, motivation, inspiration, all the things this week. And hopefully on home home turf, they can get the job done. Uh, no keys, Kaylee. And I don't think we're going to make anyone walk the plank. No. I think that we're just going to – we're going to let this one unfold. Feeling like last week we tried to be jolly. I came in a little hot post game because I was just like I, – I was very confused at what I watched. It was just it – was, it was tough for me. I know I came in a little too hot on these guys. Um, no, not too hot. More positive, but new year, new Bucks team. Yeah, this Maybe is it. This is great it. To show up and just realize that you learn from the errors of your of your ways. Like, how do you wake up in the That's new year great. and not learn something? Yes, Casey, I love that you mentioned that because they want to start 2023 off the right way with a mm-hmm. win. And helping to get that much closer to securing uh, a divisional championship and a, uh, you know, playoff. So 
that is possible. It is within reach and all, all they have to do is get things done on new year's day. Casey, this has been a joy as always, uh, fans, we will have more for you on Jolly Rogers and touchdowns. So wherever you guys get your podcast, find Jolly Rogers and touchdowns and download our episodes. But the best place to do it is the Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app, turn on the auto download function for Jolly Rogers and touchdowns. Anytime we have a new episode, which we know has been a little bit wild over the last few weeks at the holiday. Um, we will have those new episodes straight into your inbox, straight into your phone so that you can listen and be up to date on the latest and greatest in Tampa Bay Buccaneers football. I'm Kaylee Mizell. You can find me at Kaylee Mizell. She's Casey Hudson. You can find her at the sports case. That's K-A-S-E. And we will catch you guys next time.